Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Welcome to the Exchanges Podcast from Hitachi Solutions. I'm Joel Lindstrom, and joining me today is Amarnath Vutla, who's an architect for automation here on the Rapid Solution Development team. Today, we're going to be talking about some exciting new things that are available as part of, as part of Power Automate, how to leverage process mining to drive your process excellence in digital transformation and, and automation. And so there's some challenges we consistently see in our projects and working with our customers. Everybody wants to digitally transform. Everybody wants to hyper-automate, but they don't know where to start. And so we've had more than one project where we uh, we sell Power Automate or we sell a Dynamics project or something like that. And then you get, get to the workshop and they don't really know what they want to do. They know that they have a lot of need to, but they, they have lack of visibility into their processes. They sometimes don't really know their processes. The systems that were set up, the people left, we were working with the big bank and they had this problem where they had these systems that were set up by people who were no longer there. And they didn't really understand the processes and they don't know where to start. They know they want to automate and digitally transform, but they don't know where they want to start. And kind of a kind of a mantra I have is recreating an inefficient and poorly designed process in a new system results in a poorly designed and inefficient new system. If you don't know how you should transform it, if you don't know how the current process is inefficient, you maybe you have documentation, but that documentation is out of date, then you have a real problem because you could wind up as bad or worse off than what you have now. And you want to make sure that you are not you're not focusing on things that don't matter. I'll use use an example. Um, Amar, I, I don't know if uh, if how your garage is at your house, but in my garage, it's it's kind of uh, <laughs> I've I've been here several years and it, things pile up in it, and so I feel on right. Saturday. I really need to clean the garage. So I get I get all motivated. I go out there and I spend like all day on something that doesn't really matter. Like I want to rearrange the tools on the wall rather than you know, really clean up the big mess. Have you ever had that experience? Correct. And the biggest problem here is when you do not have a plan how to organize your garage, right? You end up throwing the most important stuff that you may have put in there for later use, correct? So that right. happened to me like several times. I may have thrown a very important pieces of, of some parts or any electrical wiring or something like that, which I may want to use it later. So I may have thrown that away. So organization at the same time plan for that is very important in my in my view. Yeah, that's a that's a great example there. So this is where process mining in process advisor is pretty exciting. And a little background here. So Process Advisor was introduced at the beginning of 2020 or 2021. And the original version was what we call task mining, which is using the recorder inside a Power Automate desktop to record people doing the process and then analyzing that. That's still there and still valuable, but process mining uh, is really making the platform a lot more capable, a lot more powerful. And essentially what that does is you have log files, right? In Dynamics, Salesforce, SharePoint, other other systems, even SAP. And 
by taking that log data and analyzing it, it gives you real a real AI-powered X-ray into your processes and can really give you some data-driven metrics that you can use to identify things such as what are the long-running parts of the process? Where is it failing? Where do we have the most rework cycles? And the something equally exciting is it's not just for one-time analysis. It can be used on an ongoing near real-time basis by having a process that will refresh the data in Process Advisor so that you essentially can use it on an ongoing basis for a real look at your process where it's you know, where it's going well, how long it's taking, and what are those op- what are those areas that should be optimized or automated? So, Mar, how how do you differentiate between task mining and process mining? Well, process mining and task mining they both come under process advisor, but they come with the biggest difference. So, let's imagine if you already have data, uh, data can be within Azure or data can be within Power Platform or it can be at the third party like Big Lake or Snowflake or Databricks. Uh, so you want to get that into Process Advisor. That's when you use process mining. So imagine you already have data, you choose process mining. But when you do not have data, when you want to create data to feed into Process Advisor, that's when you use task mining. Task mining includes uh, recording an activity that you do as a day-to-day job. It can be Excel-based actions or PDF-based actions that you do as a job uh, eight to five. You use a recorder within task mining and you feed that recording into the process advisor to get some analysis on that. So that, that's the biggest dif- difference between a process mining step and a task mining step. That's great. And I think they, they're not, it's not either or, because let's take a complex process like order to cash inside of your SAP system. You've got a lot of data there that can back that up, but that doesn't complete the full picture because it doesn't capture the other things that the users might be doing. And so what I might do is use the template for order to cash that comes for SAP as a starting point, pull that data in there, but also still have for key pieces, maybe the, you identify one part is long running, let's have task mining, let's record people doing the process, and then we'll get the full picture because they might be opening a spreadsheet, they might be jumping to another system, they might be going to their email to email somebody a question so they can complete a task. That's the kind of thing that you're not going to see from your SAP audit logs, but you will see that from the task mining. So I don't view it as either or, I view it as both because we've got data, you do process mining, but for things that are user intensive, do task mining. But on the other hand, task mining doesn't see system stuff not done by users. And so in any process, you've got both system tasks and user tasks. Process mining gets anything that's data-driven, task mining it's things that actual users are doing and they work together very nicely. That's correct. And so this is this is the high level process. First, you gotta have logs, you gather your logs. And this is where, again, for things like Dynamics, Dataverse, is a pretty clean, easy way to do that because Dataverse has very good logs if you turn them on. 
you still probably may want to do some transformation, even at a basic level, like taking Power Query and filtering your logs out to only include one. So say you're doing field service, you probably want to analyze your work order data. You wouldn't want to feed in all the other other noise. You just want to focus on that data and then feed that in. And this is where you can also grow this up to work with data lake storage gener- generation two, Fabric, Synapse, all these pieces, especially the more data you're bringing in, the more system data you're bringing in, there's a there's a strong use case for using some of these other tools because you got to get it down to a good log data that process advisor, process mining can analyze. And then you would feed that into the process mining and there's standard uh, charts. We'll show you just a minute. But there's a lot of standard uh, standard uh, charts and KPIs. But this is where you might want to extend that. You, you might want to add some additional charts that are especially industry or company-specific things that matter to you. And then if you want to have this go on an ongoing basis, you can use tools like Dataflow and other ETL or any other integration tools to refresh the data on an ongoing basis. Anything you want to add to the general process there, Amar? Right. So Microsoft has recently launched or or uh, enabled the feature to connect directly to Data Lake V2. Correct. So it's a very good opportunity for enterprises that store petabytes size data in Data Lake. Right. So you can directly connect to that data, grab the log files, and at the same time you can also store your process mining data into Data Lake. Then traditionally what it is storing data was. So that's a great integration. Yeah, absolutely. And then you need to also make sure you're looking at the right things. And so there's some processes that likely are not optimal to analyze with process mining. Others are more optimal. So Mark, can you can you fill us in on what would you look for to say, hey, that process might not be a good fit or yeah, that be would be a good fit? Right. So I I'll refer to one of the uh, clients examples that I've recently worked on, you know, a, a client where they manage supply chain management, right? So they, when you think about supply chain management, you have to think about different teams participating in a single, single process. It can be billing team, it can be shipping team, and it can be material cert team that they have, a material certification team that there's a, that the own team they have in between their entire process. So we, when you think, when you look at their process, right, it's completely broken, completely unstructured, just because they do have different layers, different people contributing to a process. So we thought, okay, we should have a process advisor in place. So when we try to do that, we we have created multiple processes based on a role perspective and team perspective to understand process uh, on team's view at the same time role role based view so to just to get the analysis out of their entire process break break down break it down into multiple pieces then and then finally club together to understand the whole process to identify what's the best approach that we can offer and what's the best automation capability that we can offer to that uh, enterprise so we we used uh, they have come up with a very unstructured process we have we have a process advisor in place to identify bottlenecks of every team 
we broke it down into multiple pieces then we understood the uh, bottlenecks or uh, automation opportunity of each team and then we build out a very optimal process from the start till the end to refine their end-to-end uh, life cycle of a process so here uh, there you can imagine when multiple teams involved in a process right you you there are very un- uh, a lot of unknowns that you can uh, guess uh, uh, people not showing up to the office someone who is out of office for for a certain period of time the process lags there uh, if they are working on a particular case the case lags there for for some time right so we analyze every piece of information if someone goes out right uh, w- what can be the next best uh, possibility where uh, the case can be picked up by a different different person within the same team still contribute to the um uh, the process like close close that case very soon so these are the things that we have uh, analyzed at the same time uh, we we approached uh, with some best practices some good practices to determine uh, how uh, how a case can be handled there yeah that's that's great and so you, just to summarize if you have a process that is you know highly unstructured not mission critical done rarely and never follows the same pattern process advisor may have limited value in that case whereas if it's something that is highly high 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 value high repeatability and especially if there's compliance or other things tied to it there's high value in using process mining to make sure that you are, your process is not failing to make sure you're quickly addressing it to do root cause and time series analysis on it. And that brings us to kind of what are the, what are the KPIs that you get kind of out of the box? The main ones, you know, are the process map. And that's, you know, to me, one of the most valuable ones where I can see all the different paths that goes down. The line is thicker for the common path and then thinner for the variance and the, you know, the, the niche, the niche ones. And then the variance, that's going to tell me how long, how many different variants of the process do we have uh, you know how many follow each one what's the most common approach this can be very helpful for compliance scenarios because we could see how how many times are we deviating from the process and then there's some of them one thing to keep in mind is to use some of some of them like the variant DNA and to take this into your own power BI and extend it that does require a power BI premium workspace and so if you don't have that, that's one area where there might be some additional cost here if you want to leverage that. That said, I feel there's strong value in just the standard metrics that you can get very quick to, to, to stand it up and then grow it. And But then if you want to use it be beyond that, then or use data lakes and other things like that, you can easily do this. So this, this can be kind of the introduction, if you will, to analytics because you can take your process that doesn't have documentation right now analyze the data and the tasks come up with kind of you know deep metrics around kpis around your process and use those to make improvements amar anything you would add to uh to the kpis or the analytical capabilities of process advisor oh y- yes so so default when you feed in a uh, a bunch of logs or when you feed a bunch of recordings for a process, by default, you get a standard view of this overall 
um, visualization, right? But there are three different layers that you can uh, dwell into and get more insights of this uh, process. The, uh, it can be uh, the frequency layer, the performance layer, and the rework layer. The frequency layer, uh, it, it creates a view that is generated based on the counts, accounts or the numbers, or it generates a view based on the total count of actions or total count of paths in a process or frequently occurring paths. It can be a good path or a bad path or a path that that uh, uh, that interrupted in between. So on a whole, it gives you an overview of uh, frequently visited paths that had uh, most errors or or the disruptions, just to give you uh, insight of uh, frequency based on the numbers. The second view that you can also uh, get is a performance layer view. Uh, it works with the time component. It gives you insights on actions that take most time or the nodes that, that are processed quickly. So these views give you gives you an overview of actions that needs an attention and which actions do not. The, the, the last one is a rework layer or rework view. So th this view defines at which steps of the process there's a loop that was created. So let's imagine you send and wait for an approval to happen. So that's that's one of the steps can in, in, in a process. At times, approval can be rejections too. So you have to rework on something and send it for an approval. So that's potentially a loop. So these views gives you a loop occurrence and it gives you some insights on how to mitigate such loops. So these are different types of views that you can go ahead and um, create different views on top of the standard views that you traditionally get. That's great. And um, the real, what we're shooting for here is real business justification for digital transformation and automation. And this is something that without a tool like process mining, it's a hard question to answer. We think we know what it is. We think we know what the justification and what the real return on investment is going to be, but we don't know for sure where the data doesn't lie. And so we can, from this, get real insight onto how long manual tasks that people are doing with pro with task mining and from data in your system system processes, how much time is being taken, how much failure there is, how much rework there is, and use that to actually calculate a strong ROI because if we see this part of the process is taking is taking five hours and we could automate that and make that we we had one customer where we, we took a six hour process to a 58 minute process. That is a huge return on investment from that. And so this will help you then make sure like when you're cleaning your garage that you're focusing on the highest value things first. Not that you don't want to do the other things, but get the big rocks first. And then for the things you're not automating, how should we digitally transform and optimize them? If we see that a lot of people are, are varying from, from the path or one person is more optimal in the way they do it, let's train them and upskill them on how to, how to do that and basically use this as an ongoing change change driver within our organization. So we're going to have to wrap it up soon here, but uh, we like to end with our three thoughts here. So what are three takeaways, Amar, that, that you would say that people should keep in mind? We might we can have more than three, but you know, three is a good number. So what do you think? Right. The first thing is uh, always start small. Like if, if you have 
process advisor uh, uh, and every other uh, licensing handy just go ahead and start with what you have what you already have as a data you can connect to azure you can connect to your devops instance as well to uh, look at the work items and how and how 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 they are transforming into uh, decision making things uh, number 2 if you have pro, uh, power platform deployments already you can connect to a power app you can connect to flow or the rpa to get the insights of the flow runs or the app telemetry that's a great um, point and isn't there there's now a button inside of the flow studio that says analyzes flow with process with process mining where basically from the flow itself it will look at your at the logs for your flow and show you where it's how many times it's failing other things like that that's a great one now what was your what was your third item before I before I rudely cut you off there Omar? Oh, oh yeah so the 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 last one that I would uh, imagine is after working on process advisor for a while now so you may you may you know completely get get uh, lose focus on the data looking at the data right so always think about a single uh, from a single perspective you know you can create n number of process combine them into one at the end of the day and still visualize that as an entire process but let's say you like i said before if you have a different teams participating in a single process always create process based on a on a team so a team's point of view it will be much focused than overall point of view yeah that's a great that's a great one so i'm going to give you my three so we each get three <laughs> so <laughs> my three are you've already got it you somebody in your company likely has a power automate license and you can start using it now without investing any more money so start small as amar said take in some from your power apps from your power automate flows from your salesforce from whatever system you have logs you know let's do a pilot of it and get it going and get get comfortable with it and see what insights we can get, we can bring in secondly you can extend it and you can have it run on a continuous basis so it's not just a one time analysis tool it's an ongoing ongoing and analytical tool to help you continually make improvements and thirdly and tied to the number 2 is hitachi solutions is uniquely positioned as a partner to help you with this we work closely with microsoft on process mining we bring not only you know a top notch power platform and automation team but we have a data analytics team that can help you with etling for your the logs as well as extending the visuals in power bi we have a we have a a business pro, a business uh advisory services group that is very very good at what they do because keep in mind process mining and process advisor will help you identify where your current process is inefficient it won't necessarily tell you how your new process should be and that's where the business advisory especially for complex processes is critical just to make sure we're designing something that will really meet the challenges meet the meet address the problems that you're having so again process you know process mining plus automation you know is good but the missing piece there and the thing that really kind of brings it home is the business advisory services to help you identify what you know again now that we know what's the problem with your current process and we want to automate it we want to optimize it how should we do that and we we can help you with all those areas so even starting small or growing it bigger to to more bigger complex processes so thank you 
for uh, listening to our podcast today. Thank you, Amar, for your time and joining us and sharing your great experience with us. Remember to subscribe to Exchange with Hitachi Solutions wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can find our entire episode library at our website at global.hitachi-solutions.com. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives. 